Good afternoon and welcome to your American Heritage, baby. Happy Epiphany Day, Three Kings Day, or whatever your denomination calls it, if anything. My name is Ed Bondarenka and I am not your normal fluffy insurrectionist. And producing the show is the guy that answers the phones, warns me commercials are coming, puts the guests online, finds answers to questions we ask, warns me commercials are coming again. Derek Stone, the man who puts the show on the road. Derek hosts Stone Cold Sports Truth Sundays at noon 30, right after my friend Sean Todd hosts The Intersection at noon. The Intersection is, of course, not your normal fluffy Christian show. You should listen to both shows before Operation Freedom comes on at 2 o'clock and then listen to the whole Saturday lineup of Avalanche's Roundtable at 9 a.m., Trigger Talk at 11 a.m., and Moment of Clarity that I co-host right before this show with Pastor Rick Dieterin. And to find a calming influence after all of that, stay tuned to Speaking of Art with Ed Hoffman. Your American Heritage is on Spotify, Apple, or Google Music Podcasts. They've changed that. And you can and should subscribe. Boost the signal. Be a Paul Revere and get the word out. Because it's day 1,154 of the coup, the taking of the American government by enemies both foreign and domestic. There is a war going on for control of America and you. And it is spiritual warfare. It's a struggle to enslave mankind. The battle's been on since the Garden of Eden. And what should we do? Well, we organize, we educate, we pray, we go to court, we pray. We speak loudly enough about the outrages of this regime at the diner so that the people in the booth behind us overhear us and they either agree or learn something. We remark to the cashier about the high prices due to this regime so the people in line around us realize they are not alone. Or <laughs> there's a reason for why things are the way they are. And the register operator will usually agree with you. I've always found that. They're, yeah, you're right. It's Biden. So be brave. You are the front line. Be brave. We support those that go to court and jail financially and prayerfully. And we get the vote out whether they cheat or not. And we arm ourselves intellectually, of course. And we pray. They may have a justice department, but I try and do this in my deepest voice. We have a God. Psalm 144 says, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Please clasp your hands and your fingers. Let's pray. Let's go to war. Father, please lead us and guide us as we seek to protect this nation. Please help us to restore it to a constitutional republic and remove the illegal overreach of those that would oppress us. Please help us protect our heritage and the rights that you have given us, your gift to us, from these evil conspirators, thieves, and tyrants. And please bring these enemies of good and sound morals to a place of repentance. And if they will not repent, please remove them utterly from our presence and governance. Amen. That was cheery. Well, welcome to the first broadcast of 2024. I wrote that. I put the right date in there in my notes, too. Today is January 6th, the anniversary of the protest that became maligned as an insurrection by the highest officials in our government. And here's the definition of this is law of an insurrection. Whoever incites, sets on foot, assists or engages in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States or the laws thereof or gives aid or comfort thereto, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 10 years or both, and shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. What well, says no more than 10 years? Now, the head of the Proud Boys got 18 years. And, and of course, this would be the first unarmed insurrection in history where the insurrectionists stayed within the velvet ropes. So, you know, you got to ask yourself what's going on here. 
Now, a friend of mine, author, former Naval SEAL and Naval officer, and more importantly, he was a guest on this show, Larry Lambert wrote today, this is the day when people concerned about the integrity of a national election assembled on the lawn of Congress were directed to enter the building by FBI stooges like Ray Epps, were given tours of the building by the Capitol Police, or were executed by other Capitol Police, and then were hunted down at home and imprisoned by the FBI. Many political prisoners still languish in custody years later. Larry goes on, the MAGA people are terrifying, aren't they? One can only wonder what the timid souls who live inside the Beltway would think if there was an authentic insurrection. If they nullify President Trump on balloting, they may get their wish and find out what it is. An idiot could see that the only thing that the government and Wall Street, which pulls those strings, wants is an organ grinder and a monkey to occupy the White House. Today is not an official holiday, but it might as well be joining St. George Floyd Day on May 25th. You know, the new holidays replace Mother's Day, which is transphobic as it ignores men who give birth, and Memorial Day, which is racist because most of the people who died fighting for our country were white males. Now, we've had a number of guests on this show over the last few years to highlight the plight of the January 6th political prisoners, those housed in the American Gulag. We've had Derek Kinnison. We've had attorney Joseph McBride, who's represented several J6ers. And we've had Jake Lang and Trennis Evans just in the last couple months. Dear Father in heaven, please watch over and protect these patriots. Now, People have had SWAT teams come to their door, terrifying their families to take them away because they took a stroll through the Capitol, often escorted by the Capitol Police. They're, they've been intimidated. And then when the when the tapes were released, we had some tapes released, we saw that that was exactly what happened with Jacob Chansley, who was maligned as the QAnon shaman, as he was escorted in a friendly manner by Capitol Police while he was admonishing people to behave peacefully, pretty much with President Trump told everybody to behave peacefully, only to be jailed for months for taking that walk with them. Well, today we are talking to Caitlin Medvar, a warrior on the front line. Caitlin is a Jan 6 activist, a pro-life warrior princess, and author of Magamouse to the Rescue. Welcome to the show, Caitlin. Finally, I'm done talking. Say hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blessing, and I'm I'm so excited to share, and I love everything you shared so far. So much truth. Oh, good. I never know. You know, it's like I used to play when I had David Coleman come on or, or Will Wagner. These guys are great guys, but I'd play uh, the views and opinions of the show are Ed Bondarenka's and not necessarily those of his guests. So that's good. We're in agreement. Uh, you know, I want you to talk a few things, but I want to set the stage here. I want to play some audio clips of our esteemed president, Joe Brandon, oh, I'm sorry, Biden. And then we're going to talk about your activities on behalf of Jan 6 Gulag attorneys and your book. So here is Joe Biden. Uh, this was yesterday, misrepresenting January 6. OK, we almost lost democracy. Today we gather in a new year, some 246 years later, just one day before January 6. A day forever shared in our memory because it was on that day that we nearly lost America, lost it all. It's the first national election since January 6th. Insurrection placed a dagger at the throat of American democracy since that moment. We all know who Donald Trump is. The question we have to answer is who are we? That's what's at stake. Yeah, well, who are you? Uh, um, um, I'd say a tyrant. I'd say a despot. I'd say uh, an anti, uh, 
anti-democratic principles person. We're not losing democracy, we're losing the republic. And we talked about that earlier on Moment of Clarity. And no one in the press pool challenges them on such an outrageous statement. It's projection, it's distraction. We're losing our republic under Biden. And then it's not a question of losing democracy. We're not even a democracy. Biden then goes on to call Trump a Hitler. He actually went that far. Going the same exact language used in Nazi Germany. He went on to say he'd be a dictator on day one. Sorry, Biden, if you can't take a joke. This is the same guy who's bragging on jailing patriots. Collectively to date, they have been sentenced to more than 840 years in prison. He's proud of that. And they're applauding him for it. Using the government, using the government to persecute his opposition in ways unthought of just 20 years ago until the advent of Obama sticking the IRS on patriots like True the Vote. And when they realize, hey, we can start going after people with federal agencies. So one more thing, and then and then we get to our guest. Biden describes Trump's dereliction of duty on January 6th as if he didn't stop the crowd. And that was, well, listen to Joe. It was among the worst derelictions of duty by a president in American history. I'd say the worst dereliction of duty by a president in American history is letting our border be flooded by illegal aliens. Oh, that's not what I'm supposed to say. It's uh, undocumented. Oh, no, no. What is it? Oh, on. What is it today? Oh, visitors. That's right. By visitors from other countries without passing through customs. Yeah, that's what's going on here. It's overwhelming our nation. Uh, and yet, interestingly enough, here's what Democrat Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman had to say about this border invasion. Very surprising to me. There's a crisis at the border, and uh, I don't know how anybody could pretend that there isn't. So there we go. That's that's representative of our government right now, uh, particularly our president, and particularly regarding January 6th, as if, once again, this was a, the most horrid day since, or maybe even greater than Pearl Harbor, you know, that, uh, that you know, forces were trying to toss him out of government. No, we're just trying to get an election certified and verified because of all the, and I'm not going to use the word shenanigans, I'm going to use the word criminal activity that went on that placed this administration in position. So, uh, well, back to our guest, Caitlin. Caitlin, sorry I had to sit through all that, it's annoying, but uh, got it out of the way, I've vented enough now. And so, why don't you tell us about yourself, yourself and then leading up to your uh, involvement with uh, Eva Edel. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, today it marks three years today since the January 6th rally to peacefully protest what the majority of the American people know already or at least are waking up to a fraudulent election, the 2020 election, which was stolen. And we know that we have proof of that. There's proof everywhere. It's just a matter of whether or not you want to see it. There are still patriots in prison to this day who have not had a trial, who have sat behind prison bars without a trial. And I like to ask people, what happened to innocent until proven guilty? That has been a long time American value in our country. And what would you do if one of your loved ones for peacefully assembling, going to a rally or a protest, sat behind prison bars, no trial, they didn't even have to convict them that they were guilty of anything 
but yet they sit behind prison bars awaiting a trial that's oftentimes not even in sight. Uh, one such patriot who Mr. Ed mentioned had been on this program is Jake Lang. He has been in the D.C. Gulag for three years now, no trial, and his trial, I believe, is set for September. September. That will be nearly four years since this happened. And we have video proof of him rescuing patriots and everything on that day. So it's just absolutely ridiculous what we see taking place in our country right now. It's the injustice system. So a little bit more about me and how the Lord led me to get involved in this fight for the political prisoners uh, and how that all started off with the pro-life work the Lord has had me in for the past couple of years. So yes, so I am 22 years old and I am from Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I've been very involved with Hoosiers for Life the last couple of years, working to completely abolish abortion in Indiana. No compromise, no exceptions, no regulations. Protect the preemie babies, protect the preborn babies. And it was through Hoosiers for Life that I met Eva Edel. Now, the interesting thing about Eva Edel was at nine years old, she was in a communist death camp. and she uh, was she was there when she was nine. And when she came to America through miraculous events, the Lord spared her life, brought her to America. And she quickly found out the death camps that were in our midst, and that was the abortion mills. So she has been a bold defender of the preborn ever since. And in 1983, when Eva became aware of Christian and Jewish prisoners in the Soviet Union, she wrote thousands of letters to encourage them in their sufferings. Now, when I learned of this, I, I asked Eva, I said, how, how can I help you with that? Do you still write letters to prisoners? And, and she said that they were released in 1991 when the Soviet Union was dissolved, but that she would pray with me about whom I was to write. And what do you know, soon after that, the Lord led me to find the Patriot Mail Project. And I knew right away that was my answer. And I began writing in late of 2021 to many of the political prisoners in our country who have been held as political hostages by the Biden regime. And so it was through letter writing and getting to know a lot of these patriots that I became aware of just the corruptness in our government and the corruptness, how deep it goes, and so much deeper than I even realized. And it really showed me how much we need prison reform and so many other things in this country because so much is not as it should be and so anyways to kind of catch up on that story uh Excuse me. anybody who wants to to join in this effort is welcome to go to j6mail.com right yes it, these people need need go ahead i'm sorry yeah, 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 you're absolutely right. J6mail.com, and you can get involved with writing letters to these guys just like I did and just like I'm still doing. I got a couple letters today, actually, from Patriots. And so it's definitely a way that you can learn their stories uh, firsthand through their letters. And what I like to tell people is when you receive a letter from one of these guys, they'll, they'll, they become like family. A lot of these guys have become like big brothers to me, mentors, fathers. They're just real American citizens, just like you and I, who love this country, who love God, and showed up on January the 6th because they care about this country. They did not go to overthrow the government or do all these things that the media has tried to portray them as. They're just everyday American citizens like you and I who are being harassed, really, by the FBI and 
then thrown into the Department of Justice where they're not getting justice, unfortunately. So to lead up to the story I wrote, uh, James McGrew, one such patriot, he wrote a story about a real live mouse who appeared in what has notoriously been called the DC Gulag due to the inhumane conditions they have held these patriots in for the past couple of years. No human being should be treated like this. Uh, if you would hear of the conditions that they have been held in and just every single one of their rights that you should even have while being in prison have been denied. They were denied haircuts. They were denied just about every one of their rights. And so no human being, we, we could all agree that no human being should be treated like that. And so James McGrew wrote about a mouse who showed up in the cells of the DC Gulag there one day and how one such patriot took this mouse and nursed it back to health. And the guys there were affectionately calling him Mega Mouse. And they said they quickly took him into their witness protection program. And so it's just a light, fun, lighthearted story to get the truth out, out about these guys in a, in a different way. And the Lord inspired me through him telling that story to write a story of my own to just help raise awareness to them. And so that's the story I wrote, Mega Mouse to the Rescue. And you can learn more at megamouse.com. That's mega as in make America great again dot com. And I have other action steps. You can get involved on there. The whole point of the story is to raise awareness to the J6ers plight and to boost morale among patriots everywhere to do something. We can all do something, whether it's writing a letter or calling your congressman or just standing even with a sign or a flag somewhere to just raise awareness and talk to people. I love how Mr. Ed was talking about that at the beginning. In the grocery store lines, when you're out to eat, talk to people. People need to know that this is going on in our own country. I have a J6 resolution I wrote on there, which you can send to your congressmen and senators. Again, urge them, please, to do something. Because especially our politicians, they know. They know at this point, and if they choose to remain silent, then primary them. Then run against them in the next election, because they don't deserve to hold political office if they're not going to serve the people they went to represent. So that would be a couple action steps I have the Patriot Mail Project, J6 Mail, on that website where you can get involved with writing letters to these guys. And just, again, I would urge you to please do something. We can all do something to see that this injustice does not continue while on our watch. And a quote I love so much by John Quincy Adams is, duty is ours, results are God's. And that has really been a life model for my family and I these past few years, that you just do your duty and you leave the results in God's hands. So I would just ask you to get involved with that perspective and don't say, oh, it's a, it's a losing cause and just sit at home and stay watching the TV and on social media and just go, oh, it's over. Because it is over if we don't get involved, if we don't get up and get out and do something. But if everyone would just do their part, kind of like we read in the book of, I believe it was uh, Nehemiah, when they each built their part of the wall, if we would each get out and just do our part, then God could again bless this nation if if we would repent and turn back to him. So again, that's the website. It's megamouse.com, M-A-G-A, as in make America great again, mouse.com. And get involved. Get out there and do something. Feel free to write. I have an email on there. I'd be happy to answer any questions to help you get involved in your community. 
Well, we can take calls today at 734-822-1600 if anybody has any calls or encouragement for Kaylin or uh, a J6 story themselves. We've, Like I've said, we've had guests on before. They've told their stories as the, the, uh, the atrocious, just atrocious treatment some of these, most of these people have uh, been subjected to particularly in the D.C. jail, uh, horrible uh, uh, atmosphere. I mean, actually breathing atmosphere, fumes that have been, they've been subjected to, uh, lack of medical care, um, uh, you know, water, uh, puddles. Just, just, just think of some nasty East German jail cell, and you've pretty got what's going on in our nation's capital. The people who haven't been... Uh, um, um, it's the word not adjudicated, but uh, uh, Derek, what's the word for somebody who's been found guilty? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure what the, the word you're thinking of either yeah. right now. I, I Ed, but, you're supposed to be so. the guy that helps me out. Okay, anybody who's been convicted. Pardon me. They've not been convicted. convicted. That's the word. <laughs> Thank you. We have a winner. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, haven't even been convicted. And there are people who have murdered people who have been convicted and sentenced in federal prisons and in state prisons who are in better living conditions than these citizens who are being held, who have had their homes terrorized, their families terrorized. We've had some of them discuss it on air here. Uh, show me a uh, show me a warrant, a search warrant. Oh, it's back in the truck. Well, show it to me. I'll tear the doors off of your building or your trailer or whatever it is, and then I'll go fetch the warrant, or you can just open it up for me. This is this is not appropriate behavior on the part of uh, representatives of this government. Not at all. Uh, they wouldn't even treat a mafia kingpin that way, and yet they treat our fellow citizens. Let me reiterate that. These are our fellow citizens. Many of them are brethren in the Lord. They are not rioters. They are not uh, uh, insurrectionists. They are not treasonous people. They are people who went to support a dutifully elected president and to show support for him. And then they were asked to peacefully go protest at the Capitol, wherein the Capitol Police then started launching tear gas at them and behind them, driving them away from the tear gas into the building. And of course, as we were talking, I think it was Jake Lang we were talking to, he described two different sets of circumstances there. One, a peaceful circumstance, and the other, the other, the, uh, uh, so to speak, rioting circumstance. Two different uh, venues approaching the Capitol. It's like you could show two different pictures at the same time and say something uh, peaceful was going on or something riotous was going on. And we'll discuss that more after the break because... Right about now, as part of Derek's duties is to let me know the commercials are about to start. He uh, uh, fulfilled those duties and let me know we have 30 seconds. So the music's going to start. Come on back after the break. We're going to talk some more to our guest, Kayla Medvar, who wrote uh, Mega Mouse to the Rescue.
We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We could be the generation that finally breaks the chains. We were made to be courageous. We were made to be courageous. We were warriors on the front lines, standing unafraid. Well, welcome back to the second half of. Come on, your American heritage. Thank you. Yeah, you're American Heritage. So uh, joining me today is Kaylin Mervar. She's the authoress of uh, Mega, Mega Mouse. This echo is killing me. <laughs> Mega Mouse to the rescue. And we were talking during the break about uh, some of the activities of the, of the prisoners that uh, she's corresponded with. And she actually had a letter from one of the prisoners who was let out. And um, I found this clip of something that I, I want to play for you. And um, this is actually what's called the, the J6 Prison Choir. And so these are the guys who are in the gulag singing. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands. nation under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Kayla, you know some of the voices in that choir? Yes, I do. And I said it's it's hard for me to listen to it sometimes because I, I love all those guys. I've gotten to know several of them personally. And like I said, many of them have become like big brothers to me. And it means a lot. And I, I love the part about still there. I love how they scream, and they really, really make that part stand out. So they, they're a hope up. So that's neat to see. 
Amen. So we have actually a couple callers. Uh, Do you mind if we take calls? Sure, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Well, first up was Walter, and then we'll get to Mike after Walter. Walter, my brother, how are you today? Hey, I'm here. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Good to hear from you. What's up? Didn't hear that sizzle signal, but uh, that's okay. I'm here, though. But anyway, I want to say something. Give us a trip down memory lane in your guest here. And they play it. They play it almost every day on the Patriot Station, one of our stations, you know, our conservative stations. It's a commercial of Joe Biden. And I don't know if this is when he was standing with that red background, looking like he was in the pits of hell. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Going off on Americans, only the Trump followers, Mm -hmm. the MAGA group. Yeah. He said that we are the biggest threat and he does has not changed as a he has not changed his stripes. Uh, he said that we are the biggest threat to our democ- democracy. You know, knows and say constitutional republic, or did he say republic? He, and and this is why this is happening. Summoned by him, FBI got his order, their orders from him to put these people in jail. And I don't. I'm gonna tell you something about Mike Johnson and those repulsive kids. Re, you might call them Republican, but some of them to me are becoming repulsive kids. Going to the border, how many years late? It went before, it went again. It's time like that's the biggest, that is a big threat to our country, one of the most pressing needs. But I very seldom hear any one of those no good for nothing Republicans mention these prisoners. It's one of the biggest pressing needs in this country, and, and calling out Joe Biden and every Democrat for being silent about it and being. Uh, the collaborators behind the whole thing, on purpose. You very seldom hear anything from our side, the leaders in the House, in the Senate. Not one word uttered from their mouth. I, I don't know that that's true, because one thing that Johnson promised he would do would be to release all of the video. And uh, so, Kayla, oh. do you have an opinion on that? Yeah, so on the note, yeah, hold on. Mike Johnson, he has promised, and I have quotation marks, to release all the video. But right now, what has been released is such a small, small fraction. I heard someone yesterday describe it as if it was like rounded, it would be 0%. So he has not completely followed through on his word with that. And we do need to hold him accountable, keep up the calls, keep calling and asking and, and I, I do have posts that I posted on social media that say it's his own words, that he said he would release all the video footage. But like we see oftentimes with politicians, they make promises and we're excited about them. And then we wait and then we wait and a year goes by and we have the footage. So he's he's started to release a little bit, but it's not it's nothing. And, and now what? Have they moved on? So definitely call him and continue to call your senators and legislators and tell them they need to be speaking about this issue. Yes. And to add to what you're so saying, Walter, anything more? Hear, what I'm saying is I don't hear urgency coming from them. It's just, it just political no. staging, saying what they think we want them to say. Mm-hmm. No urgency, no anger coming from them. No, no anger coming from them yeah, about what nobody doing in our country. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks, Walter. Appreciate that insight. Right. All right. Talk to you later. Happy New Year. Happy Epiphany Day. 
So, uh, yeah, today's uh, um, 12 days since the birth of Christ and, you know, on the December 25th. And so this is supposedly when the three wise men came to find Jesus and uh, because they weren't there on December 25th, if that was the day. 12 days later, according to lore, legend, however you want to put it. And so wise men still seek him. You should be one of them. So then we have Mike on the phone. Mike, want to contribute to the conversation? Yeah, so a wise man said, uh, know your adversary and know his capabilities and refrain from frivolous endeavors. I don't know where it came from. I'm not going to plagiarize anybody, but uh, was January 6th a frivolous endeavor to your guest? Is it a frivolous endeavor? What do you mean by that? A frivolous endeavor, something that doesn't need to be undertaking, undertaken for very important reasons. I would say it. Okay, let, let me ask. Let me ask. Okay, thanks. What what part of this do you think? Do you think these people going to the Capitol to support President Trump at his rally? Do you think that was frivolous? Well. Number one, they didn't understand what their adversaries' capabilities were to put them in prison. So they undertook a frivolous endeavor without being totally uh, aware of what conditions they were entering into. That's a frivolous endeavor. Oh, no, no, no. You can, you can have a very serious endeavor face great odds against you. But frivolous is when the intent or the um, goal is meaningless. Frivolous is where there's no consequences or should I say no reward of value. And these people were supporting our free elections in, in my mind, mind of my guest and many others. Uh, now, let me ask you, is, is supporting free elections and honest and clear elections, is that frivolous? Well, ask, did you guess, a different word? ask the guys that are incarcerated how they feel about that now. Oh, well, our guest has. How do you think they feel about this? Do you think that they thought that their actions were frivolous, Caitlin? I think they understand that it's lives, fortune, sacred honor at this point, And they know that they stood in the gap on January 6th for we know the election was stolen. You have the movie 2000 Mules and other things out there documenting the election fraud. So I believe we had no choice but to stand up on January 6th and say this can't be happening on our watch. And a lot of these guys understand that, unfortunately, they were casualties of this and that the government has come down on them because they don't want the story to get out. They've used J6 to take away from the election fraud. So now we're not talking about the stolen election. We're talking about J6 and they've labeled it an insurrectionist and a riot. And they've used all that to distract from what they really did, which was steal the presidential election of 2020. And if we don't have free and fair elections anymore, then we've lost our republic. And that is that is the death of America. That's the death of our republic. And that is sad. And I would say a lot of these guys understand that they have been put in this position for such a time as this. And they understand that we have to take back America in 2024. We have no other choice. And it's going to take every single one of us getting out there and doing something to take back this country.
And along those lines, I would say the reason they are coming down on American patriots so hard is because they want to create fear in the American people. They want you and I to be afraid to speak out. They want us to be afraid to go to a rally. They want us to be afraid to talk about election fraud because we might be called conspiracy theories or all these different things. It's all to create fear in the American people to keep us from rising up and taking back our country. It's as simple as that. You've seen it throughout history. When uh, people come in, they try to create fear in the people to keep them from speaking out. But if we all speak out, if we all rise up, if we refuse to be silenced, then uh, God will use us and we can take back this country. I absolutely believe that. I love the quote by Sophia. During, uh, she was my age. And during Nazi Germany, and she said, how can we expect righteousness to prevail when there is hardly anyone willing to give themselves to a righteous cause? And I would I would echo those same words today. Amen. How can we expect righteousness to prevail if you and I don't get out there and do something? So that would be what my words. Again, do something. Now is the time. Not tomorrow. Now today. Thanks, Caitlin. Hey, thanks for your call, Mike. We've got other callers. I want to move on, but thank you for your uh, comment and thanks for calling in. So, uh, by the way, Caitlin, before we go any further, you talked about fear. This is this is Biden's latest campaign. I'm going to play a clip out of it. This is all he has to run on is fear, fear of our democracy, fear of, I, I say fear of his destroying our country, but this is his take on it. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms, cutting Social Security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes from the very wealthy, dictating what health care decisions women can make, banning books and telling people who they can love, all while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. I mean, come on. You know, this is this is ridiculous. And, and by the way, I want to point out this uh, cutting Social Security. I mentioned this on uh, Avalanche's Roundtable this morning when I called in it. The whole threat of Republicans cutting Social Security payments is is minimal in this in the face of Biden economics causing great inflation that's shrinking the buying power of the payments that are being made right now to those on a fixed income. That's the real theft. That's the real threat to people in their retirement. But we have uh, another call. Gary is on the phone. Uh, and if you want to call in 734-822-1600, we have some time. Gary, welcome to the show. Gary from Arizona, right? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm calling because uh, I'm absolutely incensed about the way this man is speaking. Because he's not doing this in the closet. He's not doing this with a few friends. He's doing this on a world stage. So the whole planet now is thinking that uh, the United States was almost overthrown three years ago by a ragtag fleet of morons. And, and I'm not talking about the Patriots, obviously, but I'm, I'm talking about the people that set up uh, the, the January 6th uh, debacle. And this man is attacking me. He's attacking you. He's attacking anybody who believes in America and freedom and liberty, the Constitution, and all the above. And it's absolutely freaking disgusting. And I'm out here today uh, making a difference because I'm out fighting for Congress, getting a new Congress lady in there to get rid of Juan Siscomani because he's been uh, lacking. Thanks a lot, and you guys have a good day. Well, thank you, Gary. You too. And, and uh, Godspeed in your endeavors there in, in supporting uh, our constitutional form of government. Uh, Caitlin, do you have a comment? 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. Keep up the good work there. We need people everywhere doing the same thing. Get the rhinos out of office. Amen. Amen. You know, and I was talking before the break, it just came to us because, you know, I'm getting old now and I'm wondering what was I talking about before I lost my train of thought, but I finally got it back. And it was that, you know, people were approaching the Capitol, going there to march peacefully in demonstration to get uh, Mike Pence to do what they felt was his constitutional obligation, which was to not accept the certification of the vote until some stuff was cleaned up about how that vote was obtained. Because it, we we know that there were uh, extra legal things that were done. A lot, of, a lot of votes were placed in a way that did not comport with state laws as passed by state legislatures designing how the vote would be taken. The Constitution clearly spells out that each state legislature will design how the votes are produced for each state, not the governor, not the secretary of state, not the attorney general, not the Supreme Court of that state. And so voting laws were not to be changed on the whim of some elected official, not the legislature. But we know, particularly here in the state of Michigan, they did that. Number of states where you vote in a barrel out on the street that's not secured. You, you like you mentioned, 2,000 mules. That's, it's, there's the evidence. People say, where's the evidence? There's the evidence, okay? The vote was, the election was stolen. There's no two ways about it. Or it just wasn't a valid election. We can certainly go that far. But when these people were encouraged by the president to go protest peacefully by the man who was the president of the United States at that time, Donald J. Trump, they went there and they there were two different venues. And one was where this, the uh, Capitol Police opened the doors, let them in, gave them a tour. And the other one was provocateurs were rioting, breaking glass. And then the police were once again, throwing tear gas bombs, launching tear gas bombs at and behind the crowd, driving them towards the Capitol in a frenzy. We had uh, Boyland. I can't remember her first name now. Rosanna Boyland. Pardon me? Rosanna. Rosanna Boyland. Yeah, she's virtually trampled and beaten to death by cops. You know, along, we all rem go ahead. I'm sorry. Along with Ashley Babbitt, who was shot and killed by a, a Capitol police officer there. Exactly. Moderate. Yeah, when we talk about the policemen that were hurt, how many policemen were hurt because of their own actions, because the crowd was rushing them to get away from the tear gas that they were launching at the crowd? And how many, we don't know, how we can't find, seem to find out. The FBI will not say that they did not have provocateurs in that crowd, and yet everybody knew there were people like Ray Epps, who was recently sentenced to six months of a misdemeanor, and I doubt he'll serve time and he'll get expunged some point in the future. The guy who was egging on everybody, go in there, go in there, egging everybody on. The only Jan Sixer who wasn't thrown in the gulag. That's highly suspicious. Meanwhile, they're going after people's grandmas who were visiting the Capitol that day. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's And ultimately, we should want justice for everyone, even somebody like Ray Ebbs. If he wasn't there to do any harm, we should want justice across the board, equal justice. You know, like since my family always says, since we went to the, we've gone to the Capitol for different things and stuff. And you would never think that it's 
unacceptable to go into your capital, you know? So if, especially if the police are there and welcoming you in and, and, and uh, we have people who said they fist bumped the police officers or shook their hands or the police officer guided them different places. You would never think that you're in violation when the police officers are standing right there and completely allowing for it. And along those lines, someone had asked earlier on this call, uh, what, how these guys feel, you know, like three years later and all. And uh, if it's all right with you, I'll just read one oh, of their please, letters. Yes, yes. You have a letter. So this is from Shane Jenkins. And this is written, I believe, 12-8-21. So that was the three years, nearly three years ago. It was back in 2021. And this is a letter that was sent to me. It was one of probably the first patriots I heard back from. And he says, Caitlin, I wanted to write and personally thank you for your colorful postcard patriotically decorated with encouraging words on our beautiful flag. What a blessing. Let me assure you, as we are under attack, as we are being crushed, losing everything, denied our most basic humanity, we are holding fast. We will not bow down. We will not kiss the ring of this regime. We only bow to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a blessing it is to suffer alongside these good and honorable men. What a blessing it is to pick up my cross and follow after Christ. When he said, follow me, he never promised it would be easy. As a matter of fact, it proved to be an immediate burden. The burden of leaving everything they, knew, they know. Some left their fishing nets on the ground and obeyed his command. He said, pick up your cross and follow after me. We know, but sometimes I forget that he was mocked, spit on, beat, whipped, kicked, ridiculed, laughed at by the very same people he would die for, then had a crown of thorns placed on his head, was crucified and pierced. So when I think about picking up my cross, I have to remind myself this isn't going to be easy. My babies miss me. Thankfully, they are with their mothers. My dog had to be given away. The company two friends and I had just started days before I was arrested is now on hold. Fortunately, I'm single, so I haven't had to deal with the strain incarceration places on a relationship. Some men have lost homes, wives, businesses, and it has been hard and painful to watch. None of us went there to overthrow our government. None of us went with intentions of ever rioting that I am aware of. In my personal experience, I witnessed women and elderly being savagely beaten. I witnessed Rosanna Boylan in the soon-to-testify Lady in Wet lady in red, Victoria, being savagely beaten. I was hit in the head by the same lieutenant from MPD as Victoria with an ASP. The truth will prevail. Until then, we attend Bible study, which I'm blessed to lead. I did prison ministry in Houston, Texas. God has a sense of humor for sure. I cannot express enough our thanks for your prayers, for the mail, for the treasure. I thank God for you all. I can't imagine this can go on much longer. The congressional report and all the Fed involvement, the brutality by police, not to mention the stolen election and Biden's failed administration. May God bless you all and everything you put your hand to. Shane Jenkins. Amen. Thank you. Hey, well, we've been talking to uh, Caitlin Nervar, the author of Mega Mouse to the Rescue. Hey, Derek, can you? I got a few seconds left here. Thanks. Caitlin, would you pray real quick? You got like 15 seconds to pray for us and the prisoners. Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless the J6 Patriots and then bring them back to their families. In Jesus' name I pray. May the truth prevail. Amen. Amen. 
Well, thanks, folks. Thanks for joining us. Come on back next week. Your American heritage. Thank you, Caitlin, for all you've done. And thank you to the J6 prisoners. Thank you, Jesus. God bless America. And America, bless God. Mm.